Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. So it was Mother's Day recently here in Australia. And I went to the shops to get mum a bunch of flowers. But the bunch that I liked in the bucket didn't have a sticker on it but the ones next to it did and it was the same type it's not like I bought roses and paid for daisies they're in the same bucket that someone mm. had obviously forgot to put the sticker on mm. so I took the sticker off the flower bunch that was next to it and put it on and scanned that when I went through self-serve checkout but the whole time I was really terrified that someone was going to come up to me and think that I'd stolen them that, that is one of the high priorities the police have is you don't think about that flowers. in the moment i was worried that what were you worried about that they were that you done the wrong thing yeah were they all the same price yeah the ones that were in the bucket were all the same price you're fine probably am i <laughs> <laughs> hello and welcome to i only like you movie review podcast where my girlfriend and i talk about movies this is sine Hello. I'm Lonnie, but am I just me? Do I have other personalities? How would I know? <laughs> This week we've seen Split, and we know that came out a few months ago, but we only just got caught up with it and really liked it, and we want to talk about what happened right at the end. Spoiler alert. Before we get to that, another pressing topic, probably high on all the world leaders' to-do lists. Guys, it's episode 47. We're scraping the barrel here. Hats. <laughs> Why are hats not built for my head shape, Sine? Right. So this is a podcast which makes it difficult for people to understand. Lonnie has a head that is... Use your words carefully here. Uh, perhaps, maybe, some would say, larger than other heads. In the world. I never really, you don't notice it. It's not like he's walking around with this massive head. <laughs> well, I guess you are in a way, aren't you? <laughs> I don't know anything different, so. <laughs> I just never realised how big until you started, for some reason you've accumulated like three hats in the last couple of weeks. They love me. I don't know what can I say. <laughs> yeah. But none of them fit you. Well, my old hat died. Rest in peace. This is very sad. <laughs> R.I.P. in peace for that hat. It's a very sad moment for us all. Um, Did you say R.I.P. in peace? Yeah. It's like a meme thing. I don't really know. Oh, okay. I'm trying to be one with the kids today. And there was another hat that was in the cupboard. It was like my, my next one. It was the it was waiting. Only you would have like a hat that's ready to well, be the backup hat. The backup hat. Someone had given it to me. I think Dad had given it to me. Anyway, I tried it on. Did not cover my head. It got like so, a couple inches down. Didn't even come like get knit close to my ears. Your issue's not with the like Velcro bit at the back, which was already stretched to capacity. <laughs> your issue was with the depth. The depth of the cap of the, was, of the cap. It was not good. Shallow 
I never thought you'd say that about a hat, but it was very shallow. I didn't even know you could get different depth hats. It looked good on you. You tried it on, didn't you? And it was fine. Yeah, but I've got like a pea head, so. Mm. You're on the other end of the. I am. <laughs> but I got a new hat mm. at a garage sale for. How much to pay? $5, I think. All right. For a brand new Brisbane Broncos hat. It says it's a member's 2004. Mm. So they've kept it in good nick all these years, haven't they? <laughs> In fact, they had other hats there, but I thought maybe I'll just buy one today. You know, he probably got that hat for free and now he's made a profit of $5 on it. You know, a lot of stuff there. He's selling all these Broncos gear, like the shorts and cricket bats and stuff. I don't know what he's doing. Hmm. Crazy. Anyway, anyway this, this hat's fine. If anything, it's a bit, it's too, a bit deep. too deep. It's a bit too deep. I can't believe you've got specifications <laughs> on the depth of your caps. No, well, the first one just looks silly on me. Um, and this one looks fine. It only right. looks silly on you because you were wearing it like on the back of your head. It was <laughs> right on the crown of your head. Well, you know, I was, no, I was wearing it like that because it looked sillier. When I no, it, it didn't. Down, it, it looked, looked sillier, sillier when you had it the way you did. No. Well, you're wrong and I'm right here <laughs> in this situation. <laughs> Just kidding. No, you look great in hats, eh? Something about your head and your facial structure allows all hats to look good in you. Broad brim hats, caps. I do have, have a good head for hats. I've yeah. got to say that about myself. Yeah, lots of hats. you got that big white one that you wear to the beach and stuff once a once year. Once a year. <laughs> <laughs> if that. Um, I don't know why. Why do hats suit me? Is it because it covers most of my face? <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't. I think you've got, a, you've got a good head for hats. You can't say that about me. These, my, I've got this, my dad's head, basically, hmm. and we have notoriously difficult getting the hats on straight. Maybe my head is kind of like oblong on top there. I'm sorry. Notoriously difficult for getting hats on straight. There are lots of photos of my dad wearing hats and they're all crooked to the cap. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'll try and find some for you. Are you sure that's not just your dad not being able to put a hat on properly? Look, who knows what. And I'm not sure <laughs> this is like an epidemic in your family. No, I sometimes struggle. Maybe it's the hat How spot. do you struggle? You stick the hat on and then it's on. Yeah. What are you doing? You don't. You haven't understood the head shape I have. I think we've talked about my head for a bit too long. <laughs> don't know if this podcast is not one of my best ones so far. But hey, hang on, hang on. I'm going to pull it back for us. Okay. It's not that your head is big. Mm. It's what's inside your head, like your brain and mm -hmm. medical personality stuff that matters. <laughs> Nice. Which brings us to Split. Nice. Movie of the Week. It's not what you have, it's how you use it, you know. Not how big it is. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined it. You ruined it. <laughs> yes, Split. Directed by M. Night. I say Shyamalan. Shyamalan, I think. But it could be Shyamalan. Shyamalan. I have no idea. One of those directors who has made some wonderful films, but has also not done that. But also, I think, sometimes gets a bit of a... Bad rap because he's yeah like a, become a he has become a bit of a meme bit of a meme bit of a thing on the internet people think the internet opinion matters it doesn't really does it no as we say that <laughs> before a podcast when we're giving our opinion on the film on the internet yes our opinion opinion doesn't matter either yeah we're, we're okay with that it's just for us really why are you listening guys <laughs> turn off the recording and just talk to each other so. So the film has James McAvoy playing 23 different personalities of the same dude. Pretty mm -hmm. crazy. And Anya Taylor-Joy 
who's done a few things. She was in Barry, which we quite liked, mm. Netflix thing. She's also done some sort of horror films, including this one. It's not the sort of film we would usually watch. Um, we didn't see it in the cinema because it was, you know, a horror film. But, you know, I, I like horror films now, apparently. I've seen Get Out. You're a connoisseur. Scream, you know, what am I going to do? And we're going to get into spoilers here because we just have to. And it's a weird thing where the spoiler is what made us watch the film, but also kind of didn't ruin, but it diminished the experience of watching the film. Yeah, it's interesting. Tell us about Sine. The spoiler. Yes. Bloody Bruce Willis turns up at the end. Yeah. And is like, this is in the universe of Unbreakable. Can I tell the listeners? (laughs) (laughs) You know exactly what I thought. Go for it. So Lonnie came to me a couple of years into our relationship and it's like, oh, that's a really great movie you've heard of. We should watch it. Um, It's Bruce Willis called Unbreakable. I've already seen it. Yeah, you've already seen it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. You watch it. Half an hour in. Yep. I say to him, oh, yeah, I've already seen this. (laughs) You didn't realise you'd seen it. I didn't remember that that's what it was called. But, yeah, it's a great film. It's probably one of the best superhero comic book films. Yeah. Even though it's not based on a comic. It's awesome. Really great. So, anyway, so this is like, Split is like a re- retroactive same Same universe. Yeah. Kind of a sequel, I guess. Not a direct sequel. Um, but the only reason we watched Split was because we heard that it was part of the Unbreakable universe. Yeah. And so the big shock twist, which would have been amazing to oh, see if you had not know it was coming. Imagine. Yeah. It just, because it's panning across the people in the diner and then Bruce Willis is at the end of the row. Yeah. Imagine if you'd seen that and you went, oh, I just get goosebumps thinking about how amazing that would have been. But we would never have gone to see no. Split probably in the first place. No. So it's really cool. Yeah. So this one, Like Unbreakable, was basically an origin story for David Dunn. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis's character, and kind of, I guess, for Mr. Glass. Yeah. I really like him. He's a cool character, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Samuel L. Really Jackson's cool. character. This serves kind of as a origin story for, I suppose, the supervillain, which will be James McAvoy's character. Yeah. And the next film will kind of, I assume, bring them together in some sort of, some sort of battle. It's kind of cool the way that they've set up you know, in some films, some universes, that's both set up in half an hour at the start of the film and mm. then it's all over in one film. It's kind of really drawn that out. Yeah. That's part of the appeal apparently for um, Mr. M. Night Shyamalan. He wanted to create an origin story film without you realising you're watching the, this. Mm. You think it's just a standard horror film and then all of a sudden it's the beginning of a, of a franchise yeah. kind of. that was really cool. The film itself, though, so now what do you, what do you reckon? Um, a bit scary for you? For all my fellow people <laughs> who hate scary things, this is scary, okay? Yeah. And it's scary, not in, well, sort of in a blood and gore way, but more in mm. like a, I don't know, I couldn't watch some bits because it was too tense and I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. And we did such a stupid thing. We watched it at night, mm-hmm. we shouldn't have done. Just for bed. And I couldn't get to sleep and it was all a big thing. But I was very good. I would have. I could oh, have. Oh, yeah. Go tell the people what a saint you are for not being an arsehole to me. Go on. I could have pretended like I had a different personality. After watching the film? Yeah, just to freak you out a little bit. But I didn't. So Right. So everyone, thanks. let's give one a round of applause Ooh. for yeah. not being. That's my other personality talking right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, that would have asked, I would have been so scared if you'd done I know that. I you would have, yeah. You kind of regret not doing it. Who says I haven't done it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. I don't think I found it as scary. Perhaps because I was like being um, brave and tough for you. <laughs> but maybe I've watched more horror films recently. I think I would have been a bit scared in the theatre. Mm. I find they're a bit easier to watch at home when you've got, you know, you've got Sam on your lap and you. And we're, <laughs> we can pause it if I just need to <laughs> calm down for a bit. <laughs> uh, very good though. And I kind of like the twist on. I, I read interviews with. I'm the director and other people in the film talking about normally, you know, the hero of these sort of films, these horror films, is the um, pure teenage girl mm. who... Um, yeah, you liked that, didn't you? Yeah, the ones in the, who get killed are the ones who are having sex and whatever they're being punished for. Yeah. Um, and the pure one gets to the end and survives, right? And this one was kind of reverse on yeah. that and dealing with her abuse and that sort of thing actually helped her in this situation. Yeah. Um, not not that that's a good thing, obviously, but it was interesting that she was the heroine in this film. It's really cool. Often we, we talk about when someone is brave and tough, they're not scared. It's the, you know, the absence of fear. But she is scared and she's just doing her best to survive. Yeah. And because of her, her traumatic past, she can survive, you know. Stuff was hard to watch, wasn't it? It was very tough to watch. Very well done, though. Mm. And I think I haven't seen all of his films, but people criticise him for the twist endings and being stupid and stuff. But he's still a very good director, I think. Mm. Perhaps the storylines don't quite work out in some of the films, but... Well, if I could jump in here. Yes. I really love the premise of this film. Like, it's so cool mm. that basically this guy has created his own superpower in a way by having these different personalities that are a way of coping with trauma. Yeah, he was the same thing, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, totally. But the idea was that these personalities could actually physically affect the body mm. that they were living in. So, um, like, obviously with the Beast, yeah. he could lift things that were really heavy and... Um, and with Spider-Man crawling and stuff. Yeah, like. that kind of stuff. But also, like, I think the psychologist talks about how the... Um, they can speak, one of them can speak a certain language and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I, lo- I think that's so cool. I'm really interested in all that one psychology them, one stuff. One of them had diabetes and, and one of them didn't. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's really interesting um, because it, I think that's kind of got a basis in reality, right, with the whole placebo effect and how you think that you're. Yeah. I think it's taken that sort of real realistic thing and just turned it up a little yeah. bit to make it a bit more Absolutely. fantastical. So I was all on board with that. I think my problem with M. Night is that he doesn't know when to stop mm. before he gets just a bit too silly. So I've seen The Village with Joaquin Phoenix and I think it's Bryce Dallas Howard who's in that. I've seen half of that back when I was at school, so I haven't seen yeah. it in a while. Yeah. Well, it's a very – I quite liked it. It's kind of set in an Amish community and they're not allowed to leave sort of thing. Yeah. And that was really interesting up to the point of the silly sort of reveal mm. and I think that's why he gets a lot of shit. And the same with this film – I thought it was great up to the point where it just got a bit too silly. And I wonder if he did have that restraint, if his films would actually be like works of art and genius Mm. because I just really struggle with that and I think that's what a lot of people do on the internet. I'm kind of defending them but kind of not. Um, Is that he just needs to pull back a little bit. He just... 
sort of doesn't know where when enough's enough and you don't need to like shove everything down the throat and everything like we didn't need to see him eating the intestines of the girls for example and if anything that could have been more scary if that had been inferred or hinted at the same as him crawling on the walls and I don't know it just got a bit silly for me um I think they also shot themselves in the foot a little bit here because there's what 23 personalities but we only see like seven of them and obviously you can't show 23 in a film like this but maybe there shouldn't have been 23 um and then well, that I thought that was scary because there's more that we hadn't even seen that could yeah, have been maybe, worse. Maybe. Yeah. But it and seemed someone... like there were just the three that we needed anyway, which was the kid, the woman and the Well, they're the ones who were in charge. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But Very I just feel me. like the only way then that led into a story issue where she's sitting there at the computer watching all these videos instead of trying to find a way to escape, which was just I really struggle with that kind of logic stuff in films like this. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. But that's how she found out where the keys were and everything. Like, I get that. I just don't... Like, who, when they're running for their lives, sits and goes, oh, I'll just watch a few videos on your computer for a bit for, like, a few minutes and then start looking for an escape again? I, I'm just having a guess here, but maybe she wasn't thinking straight because of... Yeah, 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 absolutely. I yeah, I don't know. They also did try and get that thing across, so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think this kind of falls into the same lot of M. Night movies for me where, like, they're really good up to a point and then they just get a bit silly. Interestingly, did you know that I picked the ending of Sixth Sense? Well, I picked it. I haven't seen it. That's another one now. You know what's happened. Well, you can't not know. Yeah, I know, yeah. For some reason, I don't know. It's kind of like what's the point of watching it because you Mm. can spoil it. I think you'd enjoy it. That's probably, like, one of his best ones. That's the thing. We watched a video on him, sort of like a mini doco about him as a director, and it seems to be either his movies are amazing or really bad. Mm. <laughs> um, and they use The Happening as one of the worst examples. So I read that one, though. That was actually supposed to be a parody of those sort of films. Exactly. But no yeah. one really got it. Yeah. So. Which, yeah, that's possible too, isn't it? So um, I think it's good. I think it's interesting. I'm interested to see where goes I don't know I I didn't in Unbreakable it didn't really turn that corner of silliness for me like it was mm. all good whereas in this there was a definite point where I went I just kind of switched out switched off a bit and distanced myself because I just didn't it wasn't doing anything for me I have a question for you though her look at the end of the police officer I thought meant that she was like gonna have her own split personality things because she didn't react and I thought that was another traumatic event that would cause her to... Maybe. Would you think she wasn't going back oh, to the uncle? With James McAvoy, though, he did that when he was a kid. Yeah. The other personalities, I thought she was too old for that. Mm. And she survived. He didn't survive. He had to create those personalities to survive. That's true, yeah. I got the impression that perhaps she was going to, yeah, reveal what happened to her mm. from her uncle. Mm. But apparently she's in the next film with Bruce okay. Willis and yeah, and Samuel Jackson and everybody. So I don't know if she, perhaps she will be evil like you suggest, or perhaps she will team up with like David Dunnell will mm. search for her and and try and find out more information about this dude because it seemed the impression I got was that Bruce Willis was like, yeah, I need to do something now with my powers because this yeah. is a maniac on the loose who's actually he's the supervillain that I need to fight because I'm Superman. You know, mm. it's cool. 
I really loved the location for the film. It was really mm-hmm. interesting, that whole sort of rabbit warren of rooms mm-hmm. and everything and especially the window thing. It's so heartbreaking mm. when she goes up and realises yeah, there's no window. Yeah, that was a good bit. Um, there were so many good bits in the film, but you're right, maybe it yeah. didn't quite hang together. I am really glad at the end when she was walking out and it was, you know, they were under the zoo, Central mm. Park Zoo, I had this awful feeling where I'm going to be like, oh, no, did she hallucinate the whole thing? Mm. So I'm really glad that they stuck with that and, mm. you know, it was just sort of an allegory for animals and cages sort of thing. Um, Isn't it crazy that... The two super villains in that universe, the two super people, were both in Philadelphia. Crazy. Philadelphia, the place? Yeah, it's set in Philadelphia. And so was the first film with Unbreakable. Oh, yep, didn't get that. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, there's, there's a bit. Well, Philadelphia is the main setting of the first film. You know okay. that. But also, because he's taking the train to New York or something. And then this one, the, the cop car had Philadelphia. It was Philadelphia oh, okay. Zoo. Right. I just thought it was funny. They're both in the one, one city. Mm. Yeah. I think I definitely recommend seeing it if you don't mind a little bit of tension in films. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, and you don't have to know anything about Unbreakable to enjoy no, this film. Definitely it's kind of not. like an added extra. Yeah, it's not built on that at all. So if you haven't seen Unbreakable, don't. But definitely go to see Unbreakable. Yes, definitely it's as a best, separate point. <laughs> it's one of the best films ever. Yeah. I can't wait until the next one. I think it comes out next year or the year after. It's going to be cool. Yeah. So I probably would go see the next one in the cinema now because we've enjoyed this one. I know, but we missed out on Split because of that. I so know, double-edged yeah. sword there. Yeah. What would you give this out of five? Probably four. Really? Okay. I'd probably give it maybe three and a half. Okay. Um, taking off points for the silliness, I think. Yeah. Fair enough, so. Okay, what's our review of Split and Hats? <laughs> go all together, don't they? We've only got a couple more episodes of this season to go and then we're going to branch out perhaps review some other things, perhaps not talk about hats all the time. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> okay, if you like this, please tell someone else, and thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. bye. And bye from me, the other personality inside oh, Ronnie. Oh, God. His name's Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.